Comics in Motion is thrilled to be partnering with Humble to become Humble Partners. If you follow the link in the show notes, you'll be taken to Humble Bundle where you can get some access to some amazing stuff. Digital comics, digital books, video games, coding manuals. The amount of stuff that you can get there is obscene. Plus, you get it at a ridiculous discount. So here's what you need to do. Click that link, go to Humble Bundle. Not only are you going to get great stuff at a great deal, but you're also going to support a charity and you're going to help Comics in Motion keep the lights on. So click the link, go to Humble Bundle, get yourself some amazing stuff. Thanks. To the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob. For old times, huh? Harley Quinn, nice to meet you. <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Marvel character ever, but you should never meet your heroes because honestly, he's a bit of a dick. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I am inevitable. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi, Chris, and hello to all listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion TV and movie reviews for shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'd be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic book reader. And I'll be reviewing from the TV and movie perspective. And what we also love to do here is we also love to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our choice of the week, we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, we're going to do something a little bit different this week. You know, we haven't looked at some animated shows for a little while, and uh, this one probably isn't exactly in our wheelhouse. <laughs> but what are we gonna what are we gonna review today, Chris? Well, Dave, we're going for the we're going for something a little bit different. We're going for the animated 2018 DC movie Teen Titans Go to the movies. Now, Chris, had you had you ever heard of this one? No, I'd heard of Teen Titans, Dave. I remember there's been a cartoon, haven't there, for a long time, but I knew nothing about it. You'd uh, put me onto it. And and anyone who's following along with the podcast, it is readily available on Amazon Prime. There is a Teen Titan movie on Netflix, but this team, this one we're reviewing today is actually available on Amazon Prime Video. So nothing about it, Dave. I just thought it was a cartoon network. It's very much in the art style of like the Powerpuff Girls, things like that, which I remember years ago. The, the, the sort of uh, caricatures of the, um, the DC characters. But yeah, nothing about it. What about yourself? Yeah, so I mean, so my kids have watched Teen Titans Go for a few years now. And leading up to when this first came on the TV, I was trying to get the kids into like all the cartoons that I was into. You know, so He-Man, Transformers, Thundercats, what else was I trying to do? Oh, X-Men, the animated X-Men. And they, they just hate them. <laughs> and the problem is, especially like, you know, the first the first season in particular of X-Men, the animated series, I look at that and I think the artwork is fantastic. But against modern day art styles, because remember, post kind of Toy Story, everything started to go CGI, didn't it? You know, so yeah. so it went away from your classic kind of animated style, and then it it got very much much more CGI, and then you know even the well things like this movie, you know the the art style is just a bit more crisp, and you can tell like the X Men animated series is is a bit lower budget, 
So when you don't have that nostalgia of it, it, it doesn't hold up for the kids quite as much. I, I have seen like people tweet and stuff like that, that their kids love it. But uh, yeah, mine hated it. So I thought when, when this one came along, the kids were absolutely mesmerized by it. So it's just like, oh, nice, you know, superheroes, it's characters that I know, you know, and they're, they're watching it. And then just by them having it on the TV, you end up catching bits yourself as well. And I was quite surprised that you, you mentioned the Powerpuff Girls, but for me, it's one of those animated shows that there's jokes in there for the adults as well. So, so the kids can obviously watch it and enjoy it. But if you know a bit of the bit about the characters and you know where they come from and um obviously you've got more of an adult perspective on life there's jokes in there for you as well and so i ended up kind of liking it and it's just i took the kids to watch this at at the uh cinema oh remember the days chris when we had cinemas (laughs) the days back in 2020 dave yeah And uh, yeah, so I quite enjoyed it then. But I was listening to um, Superhero for Dummies a few weeks ago and, and Steve was rinsing it, you know, because obviously Steve knows bloody everything about everything about the DC universe. But this isn't isn't something that tickles his fancy. And I thought, oh, God, it, you know, hearing how much Steve was triggered by it, I thought, you know what? I know someone else who might be triggered by this. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, you know what, let's do it. You know, it's a it's a bit of fun, you know, a bit different, you know, from uh, some of the other things that we do. So so yeah, no, I, I was I was really looking forward to it genuinely, uh watching it at the movies and then again, you know, this week going back and watching it again. You know what though, Dave? It's interesting because and I know we'll talk about this when we get into the review. It reminded me a lot of when the early Simpsons series where these it's a TV cartoon for everyone. Yeah. Because there was loads of pop. You know, I love a good pop culture reference, Dave, and there's loads in this. If you blink and miss it, there's, honestly, you, there's loads that I probably have missed watching this, but there's plenty of stuff that as a fan of like the Back to the Futures, the Batman, the Superman stuff, there's plenty of piss takes, Dave. So you may be surprised Mister today, Mr. Horrocks. Okay, very good. I mean, we have got Nicolas Cage in there, haven't we? You know, mm. he was Spider-Man Noir in the, Into the Spider-Verse and, and obviously he's Superman here. Um, but yeah, you've got some voice acting, you know, uh, famous people. I mean, Tara Strong, who plays, uh, who does the voice of Raven. You know, she's uh, she's done loads of stuff. She does she's done Harley Quinn in the past as well. She's rather lovely, Chris. I got a bit of a crush on Tara Strong, I must admit. But um, yeah, no. I, having said that, I thought it could go one or two ways. I, I think because of all the pop culture references, because of some of the jokes in there, I, I thought that a lot of them were on point. And actually. It's the animation that gives it that real young kid feel, but the humour is is definitely a bit more grown up, I think. Yeah, it is because Jordan come down and looked walked in, Dave, about <laughs> half an hour ago and went, "Why the hell are you?" I mean, Jordan Jordan does not swear, Dave. Considering she's got a dad who absolutely swears like a trooper, and even Sam's not far behind at times, but I'm bad. 
she does not swear. I've never heard her swear, Dave. And I'm not just saying, not that this means she's a 19-year-old adult now, so it's not like one of these, like, you cannot swear around me and your mum. I'd never be a hypocrite like that, considering I am terrible for it. I never have, but she will not swear, Dave. And she come down and she went, and her, her best swear was frigging. And she went, what the frigging hell is this? You watching? <laughs> I'm like, but you won't understand. She went, is this another Dave uh, comics in motion stitching you up type situation? And I started laughing. I went, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So she know, even she knows that we try and outdo each other, Dave. So, yeah, I mean, we talk about voice actors, though, Dave. There's a couple there. Greg Davis is Balloon Man, you know, the old in-betweeners. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Kal-El is the voice of young Bruce Wayne, Dave. Kalel Cage, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, obviously, Nick never got the Superman gig. We saw him in the suit, but that never happened, did it? But, yeah, so there's plenty of people. And there's a guy that you may not know, Dave, my favourite gaming character. My gaming room is a Don with Gears of War figures, every single limited edition of that game. That's my favourite Xbox game ever. A guy called uh, John DiMaggio, he's the voice of Marcus Phoenix, the main character in the Gears of War series. So, uh, Uh, yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yeah, I like a bit of that. But no, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to getting into this, Dave. Nice, nice. Well, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. Coming this summer. They're finally going to make a movie about me! The story of Batman's greatest ally. It's me! That must be me! And best friend in the whole world. Finally! Alfred, the movie. It's time to clean up this city. That actually does look pretty good. I can see it. Just a young gun with a quick few. They're really making movies about every superhero. Has there been a movie about you? There was a Green Lantern movie, but... We don't, we don't talk about that. It's time they make one about me. I'm afraid it's no. I only make movies about real superheroes. <laughs> Why don't they take us seriously? Titans, you guys are never actually doing anything heroic. What about that time we discovered that sweet diner and they had that food? <laughs> that wasn't even a crime and you didn't save anything. We save room for design. Having a movie is the only way to be seen as a real hero. What about an arch nemesis? Stop right there. Deadpool? Deadpool? What? Why does everybody think I'm Deadpool? I thought Deadpool was a good guy. By the way, he should be saying that he's not me. Okay, because I came out, like, way before he did. Nah, I'm pretty sure you're Deadpool. I am... If we can make him our arch nemesis, then they will see that we're worthy of a movie. I'm not interested in fighting a bunch of sidekicks and a half a robot. Oh man, I'm never letting you fly my body again. The whole world will be under my control. Destroy them. How big is your army? A hundred thousand. Halt for the mighty army. Watch me, watch me, watch me do this. It's always been more than a music. You got it weights on the back of my cruise ship. Look, watch me, watch me, watch me. We're taking you down. How are you gonna do it? What are you gonna do? You gonna fart on me? You wanna have a dance off? You gonna annoy me to death with your waffles? Now we start off in Jump City and the Teen Titans arrive to stop Balloon Man. 
and when he fails to recognize them, the Teen Titans launch into a rap song to introduce themselves. <laughs> they become distracted, forcing the Justice League, Superman, Green Lantern, and Wonder Woman to intervene. They criticize the Teen Titans for their childishness and inability to take their positions as superheroes seriously, while raising the fact that they do not have a feature-length film to prove the, their legitimacy as superheroes. Now, Chris, what do you make to the opening of this movie? Um, I wasn't sure what to expect, Dave. I thought, oh, this is going to be an absolute, an hour and 20 of this movie is a proper slog, 80 minutes of pure hell. And it wasn't, Dave, within a, the first couple of minutes, we've got piss taken out of Superman, Batman. We've got some proper pop culture references. You mean... Superman's even got his own ringtone, Dave, the proper <laughs> yeah. John Williams score ringtone on his phone. I, I, honestly, and I'm going to reveal my hand pretty early here, I absolutely loved it, Dave. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. So your, your actual plan did not work, my friend. Your evil dastardly plan <laughs> did not work. I sat here, put it on, I thought, oh, this is just going to be one of them ones where, and I had some work to do, you know, with us all working from home, so I put it on, I thought, I'm not interested. I ended up stopping working, Dave, because I kept watching it. And I was like, oh, fuck work. Forget <laughs> that. You might pay me wages, but this is more important. But yeah, I think it starts off really good. I love, I love I'll tell you what I was laughing at, Dave, the premiere for the film. So you've got Batman there, aren't you? The yeah. guy's in Robin's going, oh, this is it. It's me. And he goes, next year. And it's fucking a film about Alfred. Yeah. And then he goes, what about the year after that? Next year, year, we have. The Batmobile. Then they've got the fucking utility <laughs> yeah. belt, and I'm pissing myself. I'm just like, poor fucking Robin's getting absolutely rinsed, and even Superman's fucking laughing. I mean, it's quite ironic with Alfred, considering that we've got um, Pennyworth coming on again, yeah. haven't we, Dave? And the second series is on soon. I, I love that line. It was uh, Alfred coming broom. Broom, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dust and all, or whatever they said. Yeah, I, I honestly, there's loads of references at the start. I mean, all the way through, it's brilliant. And and I think I like the idea that the Teen Titans are just like these misfit, misfits, aren't they? You've got like uh, the Flash there, aren't you? Um, Wonder Woman, Batman. You've got all of them, the Green Lantern. There's just some proper... DC royalty, but they're just taking the piss out of him. And then I knew, as soon as he heard Superman, I'm thinking, I'm sure that's Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And it, obviously it is now that I've researched it afterwards. But yeah, Dave, there's not much I can fault with this movie. I'm being honest, there's loads of references with it. Absolutely brilliant. You know what? It's, it's almost like Deadpool level of kind of breaking the fourth wall in comedy, isn't it? Obviously not yeah. with, the, with the swearing and the adult kind of chopping people in half and whatever. Or ripping people in half, rather. Um, but you know, when when they when they've got the Justice League there and they're talking about their movies, and you've got uh, you've got Green Lantern, and they say, "Yeah, you know, I had a movie, but we don't talk about that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, they what, what I love though the Stan Lee cameos, yeah. and it is Stan Lee. Obviously, it must be one of his last cameos. But he's there going, he's talking. He goes, "Oh my god, I want a DC film," and yeah. he, he gets off the thing on the lot, doesn't he? But he's in it twice, Stan Lee, and and I think I just think it for me, it hits it out of the park. I was, I was I wasn't expecting nothing, and I genuinely enjoyed it. I mean. They used the Back to the Future music, Dave. Oh. Well, I'm told, as soon as you know and I know how much we love their movies, as soon as I hear that score, uh, Alan Silvestri's score there, the Back to the Future theme, I'm like, my ears prick up anyway. I think I was looking at my PC, my laptop at the time, and I'm like, 
hang on a minute. And then, then I think one of the girls actually says, where are we going to find some Libyans to buy plutonium? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting all these. You know I'm a sucker for pop references, Dave. I love this yeah. sort of pop culture references are my wheelhouse. So, yeah, it was filled with stuff that a lot of kids wouldn't understand, but us as adults get them straight away. And I think that's, for me, and it is rated, Dave, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. There's a reason I think it appeals to the whole family. For If you're if you're a comic book superhero fan, movie fan, or whatever like we are, it appeals to everyone. Yeah, I mean, it, even... See, I think if, you, if you're well into it, and I think, I think um, Max, I, I think, is a big fan of this one. So, you know, Max knows lots and lots about the DC universe as well. But, I mean, you've even got the challenges of the unknown in there who get this thing, don't they? Because they get sort of jettisoned off to uh, it's a limbo kind of thing by yeah. Raven, you know, and uh, they're just the butt of everyone's joke. Even when everyone gets sent off, you know, they're still sort of trapped, aren't they? You know, they're, they're the butt of a lot of jokes. And the fact that Robin is is so single-minded and, you know, he decides that they need a nemesis and they come across Deathstroke and, you know, they turn up and it's like, ah, it's Deadpool. <laughs> He's like, I'm, yeah, not, like that. I'm not Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 you're Deadpool. <laughs> He's like, say something, didn't he, to the camera? Yeah, but you know, um, and when he's doing his uh, mind mastery as well, (laughs) he's got the old, (laughs) now this is an ordinary pencil, but look, it's bendy now, and and he's got his thumb, and he's he's doing the old trick with pretending he's detaching his thumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's mind manipulation. It's just fucking stupid, Chris, but it's just really funny. But, um, shows how much we're regressing as we get older, Dave. I, so, I yeah, thought he was yeah. really good as well. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it misses a beat, to be honest. It's, it was quite. This has shocked me a lot because I. I mean, you know, we meet Jade, don't we? Who's the, the host and stuff? And Jade and Wilson. Like, that Jade was the clue, Wilson. wasn't it? I know. Yeah, exactly. Taking the piss, and and she's like. He does a full thing, doesn't he, Robin? A full dance number. Everything. He's loads of his footage. Goes. Oh my god, that's amazing. Now I know why I didn't do a Robin movie. <laughs> <laughs> but just on, um, so just on Jade Wilson. So, so you know that Deathstroke, you know his his kind of civilian identity is Slade Wilson. Yes. So I, I wasn't sure if you knew that because when Rob Liefeld basically drew this character back in the nineties, so it's still the title was still New Mutants at the time. Uh, the guy whose name escapes me right now, I can't quite remember what his name is, but, but the writer who basically created Deadpool with, with Rob Liefeld, even though, you know, as far as Liefeld's concerned, he created it on his own and he sort of looked at it and he went, well, that's, that's Deathstroke. You know, that's, that's Slade Wilson. So rather than try and deny it, he's properly leaned into it. So that's why you end up with Wade Wilson. You know, it's a complete fucking ripoff, Deathstroke. But obviously in, in pop culture now, most people probably see it the other way around, unless you're into the comics and, 
and what have you, you, you would think Deadpool kind of came first, but no. Wade Wilson. And he says it, doesn't he? He actually says, I come first. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they, they've just, just genuinely something that you've brought up a number of times, especially in the infancy of comics in motion, when obviously I know we've got all these great shows now, but when it was just us doing the reviews every week, and you'd, you were always educating me on different things with the Marvel and DC crossovers. The fact that obviously at one point they were together, they, they basically wrote and, and did everything nearly in the same buildings, didn't they? They used to go on dinner together and stuff. And there's that story you said about the X-Men mm-hmm. uh, and all that and stuff. Doom you know, Patrol. Like, uh, yeah. Doom Patrol and all that. And basically Stan Lee just being an absolute rip-off merchant, God rest his soul, he's still a legend there. You know, just like that, that was what the implement was online, wasn't it? That, you know, Stan Lee was great, but there was definitely some influence, like even Wolverine, and everything like that. This isn't even fucking close, is it? All right, he's called Deathstroke, Deadpool. All right, fair <laughs> enough, close enough. But the fact that he's called Slade Wilson and Wade was because isn't <laughs> isn't it Joe Maglian Finger, whatever he's called, supposed to be in the Justice League? He was only in it briefly, but he's got a full scene in there. And if Deathstroke's in the uh, the Justice League, in it, they're trying to get it shoehorned in. Oh, I'm I'm not sure. I've not seen anything about that. I know. Um, yeah, I think so. It's about Magic Mike, one of the guys at Magic Mike. Joe, oh, I can't his second name. He's Italian, Maglia, whatever he's called. Um, oh, he's done, done me that day. But he, um, he's a big thing that he hopes he's seen. He's uh, in. Right, okay. I know he's. Uh, he's been in some of the other things. I mean, he was in Arrow um, for a bit and. And, and they've just released a, an animated Deathstroke uh, movie, actually. I've not, not watched that one yet. But um, no, I, I think he is a cool character. But, you know, he's, I think he's blind in one eye. And so, um, you know, that, that's why you've got this kind of two-tone mask of his. I actually got the first uh, appearance of him. That's one of my probably most treasured comics, that is. I think it was Teen, Teen Titans as well. Um but anyway, yeah, so complete ripoff, um, and but they've properly leaned into it. And like I say, in pop culture now, everyone kind of must, a lot of people, I guess, think think Deadpool came first. It was it was Fabian Nicieza, uh, the writer I was I was thinking of and couldn't remember his name. Ah, right. But uh, yeah, so so Robin, he obviously he for to legitimise himself, he wants to have his own movies, kind of you know. Uh, obsessed by it pretty much and like you say when they're going through the utility belt movie you know he thinks it's him doesn't he and everyone's fucking <laughs> pissing themselves <laughs> and um so so they come up with the plan which is where the back to the future music comes in that that they need to go into the past and stop all of the uh stop all of the superhero origins happening and honestly, you know, some of these I think are just fucking classic. You know, when when they go to Krypton and they go into the music, you know, they do a whole dance number and save Krypton. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's great. But then, um, you know, they they see the Waynes, don't they? Thomas and Martha oh, Wayne. Dave. And we've ripped the fuck out of that. How many <laughs> films is that going to be in? It can't be in the new Batman, can it? For fuck's sake. Even though I like the look of this with Robert Patterson, it can't be, Dave. But the fact that, I mean, I'm sure when we when we covered one of the Batman, it might have been Batman Begins, and we said, like, 
Why would they fucking walk down Crime Alley? <laughs> <laughs> and he says it, doesn't he? He says it. They're all shooting each other. He goes, why don't you go down? Was it, was it fucking Happy Alley yeah, or something? It was something all... like that, wasn't it? And everyone's smiling. It's all sunny and everything. It's Flowers, fucking called yeah. out exactly what we were saying. And, <laughs> and it's the way it just leans into all those things that are slightly ridiculous. And But Chris, when, when they go back to the back to the present, back to the future kind of thing, and then they find out, you know, the world's not great because there's been no superheroes. Chris, it's when they go back to to rectify things. So they go back and basically, you know, blow up Krypton. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go back and then he puts fucking pearls on Martha and then they shove him down Crime Alley. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. You know what I love, though, Dave? It's when, you know what, you bastard? You stole my thunder because I didn't all tell that. No, no, it's usually me doing it to you. But it's when he, he, he like, turns to Bruce, who's just lost his family, and goes, ta-da, you know what? You see the little small Bruce look at the cameras to say, I must be fucking mum yeah. It's like he's fucking giving me a bit of ice cream, honestly. I was pissing myself. It was really funny, really it, funny. It's so dark, isn't it? You know, they've just literally gone back to the past to fucking kill the Waynes. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. It's like that bit. I'd say what bit got me again, and then I'd never noticed it even when I watched it the first time. They've got Batman and Superman in the studio doing the Martha bit. And he goes, oh, yeah. the Bruce, and he goes Man looks called Martha. And he goes, So's mine. And he goes, Oh, they hug. And then he goes, Hang on, what's your dad called? And he goes, Spine's called Thomas. Doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely fucking brilliant. And again, it just embraces all of the criticism and everything. Obviously, me and Max went head to head, didn't we, on Comics on Trial? Yeah. And, and I brought, you know, I couldn't not bring up the whole Martha thing. Um, but the fact that they reference it here and just completely fucking rinse it, I, I just thought it was brilliant. It is. It's really good, Dave. And when I mean, we get a glimpse when they do go back and ruin everything and get rid of all the superheroes, we see the Joker, don't we, for a brief second, sort of uh, riding roughshod over the world and some of the yeah, other bad yeah. There's all references to all the DC characters there. But I think as well, though, when you watch it all with Slade, it makes me laugh. And and he's like, right, you're going nowhere. And he's like, hang on. If you want, you know, you want to go to Buddy, you're just going to keep following my plan and getting better sort of thing. And it's like, <laughs> oh, hang on. Yeah, that's pretty much what does happen in all these movies. So there's loads of breaking the fourth wall down. In there. And, and I think as a production, it flew for me, Dave. I genuinely didn't clock watch or anything. I just thought it was, it was so much fun. Just, just something completely different for us. I know, obviously... Age-wise, it is a kids-type TV show, but but or movie. But for us, because of them references and it's of our time, I think it just keeps you in, in, ingrained in it. I couldn't keep my eyes off it, to be honest. Yeah, no, it is really good, and yeah, I agree. It, it sort of flown by. It flows flew by would be the right word, Dave, uh, for me yeah. as well. And and like I say, I'd, I'd seen it before, but I guess I'd forgotten, you know, quite how funny it was. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like when, when they're calling out, you know, Slade Wilson, uh, uh, sorry, 
Jade Wilson, and uh, they're saying, "Oh, you know, we caught them. You know, it's it's their doomsday device." It's like, "Oh no, you know, it's just an acronym. <laughs> you know, it's probably not the best. You know, we could have done better there, but you know, it's just this really lovely thing." And I, I guess for you know, it, it gets that beat of like our hero. You know, so Robin. You know, he's he's been a bit up himself. He, he's he's so obsessed about making a movie, and of course, you know they. Uh, uh, jade agrees you know to to help them make this movie and then they all take a shit in the studio toilets oh yeah the fake one like when you used to go to fucking mfi or something exactly. and fucking, oh yeah do the piss here no don't piss like, in there there's no plumbing yeah fucking bro- i'll tell you what i loved that, that bit though david just after just before that when he was saying about catching like the proper superheroes like batman and all that and superman yeah it's when the superman's like well how are you going to get past me? And they all go, kryptonite party. And he's on the floor having a fit fucking Superman, isn't he? Fucking, he's having a fucking, like, a proper cardiac arrest. Yeah. Throwing kryptonite on him. It's fucking funny. It's funny. That was good. But, I mean, you get them kind of splitting up, don't you? Because, you know, Robin, again, he's, he's single-minded. He wants to make his movie. And then I think that bit's quite good as well because you get that kind of... That bit of a not a lull, that's not the right word, but you know, it's it's looking down, you know, so the yes. team's all split up and then when he kind of she reveals herself, you know, to be Slade, and then you know, she wants to blow up the main Teen Titans headquarters and you know, he's feeling all bad about it. And they're all just there. They're all just waiting for him, you know. And for me that was a great little redemption moment. Yeah. It was. I think. I think the whole idea behind it, because obviously Slade then manipulates Robin, doesn't he, with his little superpower thing, and and he, he gets him to go up against all his his pals and that. But I just think the way it comes together, it's very clever, and it's written really well, Dave, really well. And they must have had a lot of permission because there's loads of different nods and stuff out of films there, isn't there? That, yeah. You know, they must have got a lot of permission. As soon as, like, say when it heard, heard the Back to the Future stuff earlier on. That was weird. And then what about the guy who's playing Slade in this fucking thing? And it is actually, well, it's not Shay. He says some Shia LaBeouf, doesn't he? And he oh, yeah. Shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's almost levels of like uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone from South Park. <laughs> you know, yeah. Did you ever watch, um, oh, what was it Team America? And, yes, I did. Yes, and yeah. and uh, they've got Matt Damon in there, but he's basically it's Matt Damon. It's like I'm Matt Damon, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just playing him like a complete dumb fuck. And uh, yeah, you just think that this, you know, if you were sat watching this as Shia LaBeouf, I can't imagine you'd be too happy about it. But no, you know, you've you've got Warner Brothers there, but you know, like you say, Back to the Future is all owned by Universal, so. Yeah, you know, I, I was a little bit surprised. I, I'd forgotten that that music was in there, but you know, as soon as it starts playing, it's unmistakable, isn't it? You just think, "Oh yeah, get in there." <laughs> <laughs> it's good, Dave. It really is good. It's it. it I, like I say, that the movie itself just just plays along so well. Like it, it tells so many good little stories. The plots watchable and yeah i shouldn't be queuing over a cartoon so much at 41 dave but um yeah very good yeah and obviously at the end you know they all um everything everything goes okay 
And of course, you know, back in 2018, Chris, I'm sat there with my three children enjoying this movie, you know, genuinely enjoying it. The kids are enjoying it. You know, they're enjoying the kid jokes. I'm, I'm enjoying the adult jokes. And Robin at the end is trying to figure out how can I, you know, finish off this movie. I need to say something. And he's sort of deliberating. He's agonizing over it. And then he jumps right up into the fucking screen and goes, kids, ask your mum and dad where babies come from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, di- I didn't realise that. It's only because I've, re- I've read it, Dave, was um, the mid-credit scenes. It's the original Team Titans, isn't it? I didn't realise who they were. I just thought it was the same character. But they're from the original cartoon. And they were saying, well, did you see that, the mid-credit role? I'm trying to think now. They, they, I remember the one where the challengers of the unknown are trying to basically swim back, and they and they get trapped. So, yeah. uh, what was the? See, the the Teen Titans is is a really good animated series as well. Um, but it's it's more, you know, it's more teenager slash forty year old bloke kind of teen animated series. Yeah. yeah. No, it's hey Dave. It's banging this one. I've got to give you credit for putting us on to this because I'll definitely have to seek out some more of these. I'm going to have a watch that Netflix one as well. Which one's the Netflix one? I think it's just Teen Titans movie. Uh, Not this one. But it's, the I don't one. think there's a movie, is there? Oh, is it the series? So it's the so series. There's, there's Titans, it? which we reviewed last year, didn't we? Was it last year or, mm. or the year before? I think it was the year Do you before. remember when, because you've got Dick Grayson there and he starts off as Robin. I mean, in the very first scene, he's like scraping someone's face against the wall and broken glass and shit like that. But then it it sort of had this strange kind of feeling to it. It, it wanted to be really gritty in one moment, and then it wanted to be Smallville in, in another moment. Yes, it did. I remember. Well, I know the second series is on Netflix, but I've never gone past the, what we reviewed, and I quite enjoyed it, but... I agree. It was weird. When the action ramped up, it went to like an 11, didn't it, for violence and everything, yeah. like really violent. A bit like the boys, but the the shitty sort of, like you say, Smallville teenage, and I love Smallville, to say that. Like I hated Smallville, I loved it. But that sort of teenage drama crap, that PG stuff was just shit. And then all of a sudden, it just takes someone's head off. It never, I said at the time, didn't it, it never fit right for me, that. Yeah, and I think the fact that, because it came to the UK late, didn't it? It had already been out in the US for a bit. Yeah. But the fact that I think you had Umbrella Academy and Doom Patrol come, you know, for us quite shortly after that, it, it meant, at least in my mind, Titans just got left behind a little bit there. But I think it might, the animated series might be on Netflix, you know, and uh, obviously Teen Titans That's, Go. It is. Teen Titans Go. I, I just had a quick blimp then as we were talking. Yeah, you're right. Cool, cool. Yeah, they like I say, they are good. Um, and I, I when the kids have it on, you know, I watch it. It's like Adventure Time. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but uh, just absolutely weird as fuck ridiculous but i kind of love it <laughs> yeah i'm with you on that i'm with you now really chris good. should we go into our final review let's go do you love marvel and dc comics or maybe you just love the blockbuster movies and are thinking of dipping your toe into the comic book world whether you're an aficionado or a newcomer we've got a show that'll give you that insight into the world of the big two hi My name is Max Byrne, and I'd like to let you all know about a brand new show coming very soon to the Comics in Motion Network. 
Mandatory Marvel and DC is a show that takes a sideways look at the biggest of the big, those essential comic book classics from Marvel and DC. Join me and very special guests every week as we take a walk down memory lane and revisit those iconic graphic novels and story arcs that have crossed over into the mainstream. From Civil War to The Dark Knight Returns, Old Man Logan to Kingdom Come, if it's not huge, it's not going to get in. And if you want to know the difference between a dark phoenix and a red sun, then why not join us very soon and let's all have some fun together. Mandatory Marvel and DC, the show that every comic book fan should be a part of, coming very soon to Comics in Motion. Hello listeners, this is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the knight. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Buck, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making Bat Shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Cougar. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not fuck bat. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. A lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Now, Chris, I'll let you go first, because I am genuinely intrigued about what you're going to say here. Yeah, you know what, Dave? I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I've said it all the way through. I thought this could be a waste of my time. I thought I am definitely trying to find something to stitch Dave up with now for comics. I know you have the majority of picks. That's the whole pretense of the podcast, but I was thinking he's got to be something in my back catalogue I can get Dave with. But no, I was pleasantly surprised, Dave. Genuinely thought it was good. Do some proper funny bits, loads of pop culture references. Like I say, I'm an absolute sucker for them. So. Superman stuff was great. I just loved the little ringtone thing. I just thought it was stupid, <laughs> things like that. And, it, you know, it was clever, 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 right? And it's a nod to all the different movies over the years, the Batman stuff and everything. So I don't think it's the best thing I've ever seen, Dave, but it's far better than being put in the middle. So I'm going to send it to Atlantis. I think it's a great movie. 
good for kids, good for adults, as long as you know the references and you're a bit, and obviously if you're tuning into us, then you, you should know, hopefully, uh, a lot of the comic book references, but it's really, really good and definitely worth a watch. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you liked it um, because I really liked it as well. I, I just think, you know, like I say, the animation style is obviously, you know, it, it's more for younger children, but the scripting, the jokes, they're absolutely not. And, you know, if you think about it, a lot of the jokes in there, like the whole Martha thing, well, that's obviously, well, if you're looking at the ultimate cut, that's a 15 over in the UK, isn't it? So to get the yeah. joke, you have to be the adult, don't you? Or else yeah. it's all just going to go over your head. The kids aren't going to get that. So I just think the the scripting was absolutely perfect. The fact that they just absolutely poke fun at themselves with, with like I say, the Martha thing, with the Green Lantern movie, even though it wasn't the Hal Jordan Green Lantern. And I just thought it was perfect. And the fact that it gets so dark particularly when they go back to the past. So they originally, you know, they want to stop the superhero origins. So they stop Krypton from blowing up. They stop Thomas and Martha Wayne from getting killed. But then when it suits them in you know, in the dock kind of style, they go back and correct it by blowing up Krypton and killing, well, setting up Thomas and Martha Wayne, even putting a pearl, even putting the pearls on Martha before the shoving her down crime alley. So <laughs> I just think it's just perfect, and I will definitely be watching this one again. I can't, in good conscience, put it right to the top, but I tell you, it, it, it's in my mind. I, I don't, I don't quite know why, but I, I, I'm going to send it to uh, Atlantis as well. I don't think it's quite an Asgard, um, but probably. That, that's just because it is an animated show, I think. But I, I definitely think if you haven't seen this before, you know, definitely go and watch it again. It is such a huge amount of fun. And um, I, I can imagine if I go back and watch it again, there there are so many references and like little nods to the camera and jokes. I, I, it's probably one of those that you'll get more out of it the more times you watch it. Yeah, I agree with that, Dave. I think I think the stuff I missed because, like I say, I put my laptop on thinking this is just a waste of my time, but it wasn't. <laughs> it's really good, and I'm so glad that I liked it. Just to put the two fingers up at you, <laughs> <laughs> now, Chris. If someone wants to get in contact with us, how would they do that? Uh, on Twitter or Instagram, guys at Comics in Motion P. If you want to email us, comicsinmotionpodcast.gmail.com. And as always, if you get a chance, get over to your podcast catching app and just drop us a review on the show. Now, Dave, we have actually got an email today. So someone's actually emailed into us, our good friend, Joseph Parker. Awesome. And um, I will say, Dave, I've said it a few times, he's not acknowledged yet whether he is the Australian heavyweight ex-world champion boxer, Dave, <laughs> who currently has an amazing Instagram and uh Twitter channel, he's, he's absolutely brilliant, Joseph Parker. He's dead funny. He's done, like, grease stuff in lockdown and things like that, Dave. He's a really funny guy, even though he'd kick the shit out of both of us, but he's a really good guy. I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to hazard a guess that it's a different Joseph Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so what does it say, Chris? It says... Terminator Dark Fate review, guys. Hi, guys. Thanks again for another great episode. I agree with pretty much everything you said and thought Dark Fate was a very enjoyable film. I do think you should give T3 another chance. For me, it's the third best one in the series. 
One little thing in Dark Fate that does bug me, besides the time travel issues, is how the Rev-9 is so good at mimicking human behaviour, including humour. Mm. Nothing against the actor, who is amazing, seeing him play Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It seems to me that if an AI was able to understand humans enough to do this, then it would be no longer... It would not be no longer desired to exterminate humankind. In nearly every case, even long human, even along humans, it's a lack of understanding that leads to war. Thanks again, Joseph. That's pretty deep that day. That's really uh, thinking about it. And, and T three, I didn't mind it. I just I'd have to watch it again. I've not seen that for years, Dave. We'd have to maybe put that in. Yeah, I I think so. You know, that's one of those that I think may be better on a rewatch. But I mm. I had it on um, DVD and I've just not really gone back to it. I think the problem is for me the Terminator is so Arnie. I just can't really separate it from the franchise. I I don't think any of the movies that I've seen without Arnie in have just really grabbed me. And so I, I think you know just missing him really for for a big chunk of that. And plus it wasn't James Cameron, was it? Um, no. So yeah, I probably should give it a chance. I remember not really being that bought into it. I was obviously bought in enough to buy the DVD, but that was probably more to do with the collectionist in me. But um, yeah, no, we should definitely go back. I completely agree about the humour. Maybe, uh, maybe not getting quite as deep, but just a simple thing like, well, from the future, uh, the humour is going to be a bit different. I mean, bloody hell, if if, uh, if it was from that original future timeline, there's nothing to be fucking happy about or joking about, is there? No. So, uh, no. you know, where would the robots actually pick that up from? Yeah, exactly. It still baffles me how they jump from timelines. We know full well, Dave, that Doc Brown invented time travel, so you can't mess with it. Tony Stark called it out on the Avengers and game, didn't he? You know, yeah. like you the whole time travel thing on <laughs> fucking so, yeah, you're basing it on well, back to the future but well, Ant Man says like you know you mean back to the future's full of shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah amazing amazing Dave absolutely amazing but yeah it, interesting that I, I like I said the first two for me are absolute gold the second is my favourite then the first I don't know. I mean, I didn't mind the you know Dark Fate at all. I went to cinema to watch it, and I will be honest with you, when Arnie comes on that screen, I had proper hairs on the back of my neck, Dave, lumping yeah. the throat job, because I love Arnie, you know that. I'm happy to admit that. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what we said about it, but I remember enjoying it. And, you know, the fact that you've got Arnie there, you know, talking about his fucking drapes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it just—he's got that deadpan delivery. I just think that again. I remember thinking from that movie when Arnie gets on the screen, it, it just everything gets better. And yeah. you know, I think that's that's just the unfortunate thing because I do really like the idea of that dystopian future and everything. And I just think you know they're trying to keep with that timeline or or you know playing about with the time travel and and what have you obviously in the in the start didn't they so so they effectively rewrote everything out of continuity didn't they you know by killing off john connor they they sort of said well after t2 you know nothing else happened because john connor was dead (laughs) haha you know so i don't know i don't know what that franchise does to be honest at the time you know, I remember putting in one of the forums. I'm like, oh, just send Dark Fate. It's really good. And someone just came back straight away with, 
has it got robots in it? <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, it's maybe not the most original thing, you know, that you, but they were just saying, oh, I've seen it all before. So, it's yeah. Arsy, basically, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But um, now for next week, Chris, it's Halloween week, isn't it? So what are we going to review next week? Yay. Um, is it V for Vendetta, David? No, no. That would be the week after. That would be bonfire night. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for Halloween week, Chris, I'll forgive you for, for forgetting, but we're going to review Hellboy. So something a little bit more uh, on the spookier, more supernatural side. Now, we... Yes, we did the reboot, didn't we? But uh, oh my God, weren't massive fans of that. Although I still say when the little warthog's like, hey, this is child abuse. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that did make me laugh. But um, no, no. So so I think this is the original uh, Guillermo del Toro, Hellboy, obviously starring Ron Perlman. So uh, I've not seen this for a few years. So it'd be interesting to go back and see that one. I really like the first one, Dave. I like Ron Perlman anyway. So for me, Sons of Anarchy days is clay. So yeah, I'm up for that, Dave, definitely. So it would be interesting for next week, that. Yeah, and I, I like the second one as well, if I remember. And you had old, uh, was it Luke Goss or was it Matt Goss? can't remember. It was one of the Goss brothers. I think it's Luke who's the actor, I think. No idea. <laughs> so... It's him out of Blade. He was in Blade, wasn't he? Ron Perlman was in... Oh, Actually, they were both in there, weren't they? Because Ron Perlman was in Blade 2. Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, Two, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Dave. Very good. Still there. Yeah, well, eventually, eventually. So. <laughs> sure. Anyway, Chief of Vendetta the week after people as well, if you want to keep up with us. Yeah, remember, remember the 5th of November. But for next week, it's going to be Hellboy. So let's listen to the trailer. your hands and elbows. Pardon? <sighs> Welcome to the Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. There are things that go bump in the night, Agent Myers. And we are the ones who bump back. Hellboy. Well, come on in. Meet the rest of the family. Abraham Sapien. Liz Schumann. It's a beautiful name. Don't worry, Boy Scout. She'll take care of you. These freaks. They give me the creeps. Really? Every time the media gets a look at him, they come running to me. I'm running out of lies. If there's trouble, all us freaks have is each other. What the hell is that? Something big. <laughs> In the absence of light, darkness prevails. Sixty years ago, they tried to destroy the world. They're back. Master. Oh, my God. Behind this door, ancient evil. Oh, well. Let me go in and say hi.
Are you gonna be okay? How big can it be? Now, Chris, how do you want to finish this off today? <laughs> Fucker. Um, <laughs> I haven't really got much to say, Dave, but something that always sticks with these DC properties is if your mum's called Martha, they'll make a movie about it. Bye. <laughs> Martha. That's my Monday. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm Eric Ventra. James Xavier, go fuck yourself. What in the ass? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the bed? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jerrell! Kneel before Zod! Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am Iron Man. I'm Batman.